Today's gospel invites us to not get discouraged when things seem to be not what we expected. We also are reminded that God can multiply even our very small efforts. To be reminded of this, we need only look at the spread of Christianity to see that God's, God will accomplish what God intends. The gospel also reminds us that we are not to judge others. We must allow God to do God's work. Our job, our vocation, is to love and offer Jesus' compassion and love to others. The story is told of a woman who decided to take a break after a long afternoon in the big shopping mall. She sat down on a bench, opened her newspaper, and reached out to take a bite of the candy bar that she had just bought. A well-attired man was sitting next to her, and much to her chagrin, he suddenly reached down, took a piece of the candy bar, and popped it into his mouth. The woman was a bit shocked, but she figured, I'll ignore it. Then she took another piece of the candy, and he took another piece and popped it into his mouth. Then he beat her to the punch and took yet another piece of the candy bar. By this time, she was angry. She was quite incensed. She grabbed the remaining candy and threw it in the wastebasket and stormed off through the mall, muttering to herself, That awful person! I should have slapped his face! Minutes later, she spotted the man standing in front of the bakery with a donut in his hand. Later, she said, I couldn't resist the temptation. I grabbed that awful man's wrist and took a big bite right out of the donut and walked away. Then she confessed, when I got home, I put my things down, opened my purse, and there was my unwrapped candy bar. Hmm, wow. <laughs> Another short story. There was a pastor who found a great deal of judging going on among the people in his church. Not Seton Parish, well, maybe. And he found a wonderful way of dealing with it. Every time someone in the congregation started to make a judgmental statement about someone else, he took out a notebook and a pen. And he said, now, will you please repeat this? I want to be able to get down exactly what you said. It's simply amazing how people would just disappear into the night. I think it would be wonderful, maybe, if all of us would keep a notebook on ourselves. When we get our judgmental statements down in writing, they may shock us enough to realize how terribly self-righteous we may have become. Through his whole life and ministry and teaching, Jesus has assured us that our relationship with God is the single most important thing in our lives, above all else. He also has shown us how our relationship with other persons affect our relationship with God. When our relationship with the others are enriching and loving, the power and the love of God can move in us and through us. But when our relationships with other persons are destructive, the power of God is literally blocked and we become estranged from him, cut off from his power, the plug ripped out from the wall. Jesus is very clear, very direct, 
and very specific about this. Do not judge and you will not be judged, he says, because the judgments you give are the judgments you will get and the amount you will measure out is the amount that you will be given. Why do you observe the splinter in your brother's eye and never notice the plank in your own? There seems to be so much judging going on in the world today, right? The unworthy poor are judged. Those who are active in our parishes are judged. Those who are very active are judged. Those with minimal faith are judged. Those with overzealous faith are judged. Those who question the church are judged. Those who stand by the church are judged. Can you believe it? I was once accused of being overzealous, too rigid and judgmental. And then I was accused of not being spiritual enough. How many times has that happened to you? The one thing that our judging or intolerance does is to stifle, kill our unity. We should remember that it was the unity of those early Christian communities that made the very small beginnings of the church expand and blossom and at times explode with what we call intentional discipleship. Just like the mustard seed. There's a lot in that story. When we think of Christianity, we often hear the quote, see how they love one another. Reminds me of Seton Parish. Mostly it does. We are a diverse church and only God knows where the weeds really are. Our job, our vocation, is to keep our eyes on Christ and offer his ministry of compassion and love even to those whom we think are sinners. Are we the weeds? Are the we? Or are we both? We offer that love to the outcasts, to the untouchables, and those we find difficult to live with. St. Paul tells us in the second reading today that the Spirit knows our hearts better than we know our hearts also. The Spirit searches our depths and sighs and groans deep within us. Paul reminds the Romans and us that God's love and God's fidelity are not to be discounted or surpassed because God has gifted each and every one of us with what is called God-self. The Holy Spirit who lives within us and beckons us to encounter the living and the loving God. Who were those weeds among us? Think about it. We're still growing. God is not finished with us yet. Think about the gospel writer from today, St. Matthew. He was a tax collector and despised. Nicodemus, he was one of those Pharisees who ultimately followed Jesus. St. Augustine, St. Monica prayed for him for years and he came around. Who are the weeds among the wheat? You, the person sitting in front of you, next to you, behind you? Is it me? We're continually being formed. I leave you with this saying on forgiveness from Pope Francis. God never tires of forgiving us 
but we sometimes tire of asking him for forgiveness. Let us never, ever think the game is over. We can always ask for forgiveness. God bless you.